welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president and co-publisher of Schneps Media, serving both the New York City, Long Island, Westchester, Philadelphia, Palm Beach, I'm now today here with Larissa Dracania, who is both the president and the founder. She's like me, I'm the president and founder of Schnepps Media. Well, she's the president and founder of a unique company called Neon Coat. Welcome, welcome, Larissa. Thank you, Vicky, so much for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> well, we're gonna learn a little bit about your company, but before we do, I did want to ask you about, you know, how, you became who you are. Who influenced you growing up years that you helped you be role models in your life? Uh, the power that I drew the most from, and I still do today, is from my mother. That was the most powerful influence that I've had in my life. And one that taught me discipline and, you know, starting at the age of 15 when I went to Paris that's the force that I could like rely on and that the voice that kind of led me through to here. So how did your mother actually influence you during this time that you were, you know, growing up? And I know you had a very interesting history. Tell me the route into the other world that you came into this world of, of the United States and New York. I come from a very small town, about 3000 people with the, with the county in Slovenia. It's a little country nestled in Central Europe. And, you know, there's a lot of farms around and stuff. So nothing like the big city life. And once I got a contract with Max Factor and Metropolitan Agency in uh, Paris, I went out there. And for a young girl, that's really challenging. And, you know, you don't have, you're very young. Everybody's like 25 and older and I was 15. So the only person that I trusted and that kind of knew how to lead me to be that voice of reason was my mother. So when people would invite me to Saint-Tropez, I would, I, I would be on the phone with my mom and my mom's like, no, no, don't go. Like, wait until the other girls go. And if, it go, if it's okay, then you can go next time. So I would listen. And a lot of these, they're small things, but those are those, you know, common sense value to to just life that, um, you know, you can't know unless you're older and wiser. And that was my mother. It's, you know, it's not that I had a mentor. I legit had a mother. <laughs> well, mothers are mothers are mothers. And I think, you know, all of us have uh, this wonderful, whomever has been successful, I found in all my interviews, uh, their mother or their father had huge impacts on their lives. But it's a courage yeah. to you as a 15-year-old Going yes. off to Paris, how did yes. you navigate that? How did they, did they provide a housing or a chaperone? Uh, yeah, they would provide housing, no chaperone, uh, but I would, I would have close ties with the agency and my bookers. And though they, the, my booker really would um, help me the most. She was this older model from Sweden that worked for the agency. And she kind of understood how young girls are navigating this and, you know, took me to lunch every day and uh, sometimes invited me to her house to dinner and gave me that sense of, um, um, you know, family without being family, but um, a little more than just, you know, friends or hanging out or, you know, those um, easy stuff that we all go through in socializing in the big cities. 
Well, that's a big challenge for a young girl. And you took it on and then you were in Paris. Well, it's a big ocean to get to New York. How did that happen? I started complaining in Paris because I couldn't watch television. I couldn't take classes because I didn't speak French, but I was very good in English. So um, I bothered them about going to New York, New York, New York. I wanted New York. And for my 18th birthday, I got to New York. And all of a sudden, my whole world opened up to me because not only that I could watch television, at the end of the year, I could call IRS and they understood the words that I was saying because they were in English. <laughs> um, so it gives you, a, you know, a personal power to be able to connect to the place you're living in, the country you're living in. So language is one of the most important things that one has to have to sort of have the identity, your, your own identity. But how did you navigate? Now you're in New York and you're 18 years old. Who were your mentors there to lead you? And then now, even today, how did you get to be the founder of this wonderful neon coat company? Well, when I got to New York, I had this uh, wonderful agent, Mike Casey, and I wanted to act and he took me under his wing. And so we did a lot of work together. You know, he was my point person sort of in, in, in the United States for work. And that kind of led me on and, you know, gave me security in, in my work. Yeah, so that save money. I mean, the basic thing, like, where did you get money to live? Oh, uh, I worked for an agency. Uh, I had multiple agencies, the modeling agencies and acting agencies. And yeah, I did a lot of TV commercials, a, a lot of um, series, some movies, a lot of catalog and uh, advertisements. So that's how I made money. Yeah, throughout the whole thing. And through being uh, through being having a close tie with my agent, I learned a lot about the industry, not only from the modeling perspective, but also from the agent perspective. And through that experience, I saw how much how how many abuses happen in the industry. And that has very I mean, you have sexual abuse, but that's like 10 percent, maybe the biggest abuse in the modeling industry is actually financial abuse. Because you're, these people are working with children. Um, these are 15 to 25-year-old people that are in their prime. And they don't know about taxes. They don't know about contracts in multiple countries or how they, that stuff looks like, right, on paper. So um, agencies have a lot of, like, gray area that they can play with. And they can simply just not tell you that Brazil paid your, you know, bought out your campaign, Right. And because you might be from Ohio and you're never going to go to Brazil or whatnot, that money and that contract can just disappear in that agency perspective perspective. So through that and learning through that in my own experience that um, the, the money that was stolen from me, I created I wanted I wrote Neon Coat in 2009 for that particular reason, because I saw how agencies would act, how bookers would act, how promoters would take advantage of, you know, uh, of, of, of these um, people. And I wrote an idea that could give them basic needs, uh, like food and keeping up with the looks like gyms and beauty salons, and something that they can do and take care of themselves every day, so they can do their job properly. So 
it's very easy for, uh, let's say, a really beautiful girl from Ohio or from Russia or from Brazil to come to New York City and somebody really powerful and rich can take an affinity to it. If the girl doesn't go after it, the agency can simply just stop sending you to castings and then you don't have money. And who comes in on a white horse? You know, you can understand that yourself. So abuses can come from many different ways. And a lot of times it's power plays. And with Neon Code, it's the basic needs that are taken care of. So the, the model not never feels the need that she needs to do something that isn't right with her. So what was the catalyst to create this business and then find the partners to help you build it? That was the catalyst. I've seen all these things done, you know, from Jeffrey Epstein, who owned one of my agencies that I belong to. So I've seen these games before, but I was always able to kind of weasel out. And once this last time I went to LA, I kind of tried moving out there and the agency started doing the same game on me. And I couldn't believe that this was happening to me. And I, uh, I short circus, I, I had a short circuit. I said, I, I got, I, you know, I'm getting out of LA. I'm going to go to New York and I'm putting my fist down on this. Like, um, even though I had an investment earlier in 2013, but some personal life situations got in the way. And, um, but I, I was able to pull it off now. And that, 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 that's the most rewarding, you know, when models come up and say, thank you, I wouldn't be able to be here if I didn't have neon coat. And that's the best thing you can hear. So I, you make it sound a little simple, but I know being in business is the farthest thing from being simple. How did you develop the company? Because it's more than just you. Right. Uh, so I had a very good friend of mine who is Noah Siegel, who's one of the founders. And I told him, we got to do this. You know, I don't care how much of the company I have to give you or whoever. We just got to do it. And so... He's like, all right, let me put my cap on. And I said, okay, I got you and I have me. And I said, we need people who we can trust to really build this. And, you know, not somebody who we just hire, but somebody we know. And, you know, so he reached out to a couple of people that he knew that he grew up with and so on. And so Dan came aboard and then other um, parts of our company as well that we pulled together, like first developers I even got from Slovenia. And so we kind of all pulled our connections that we had uh, that weren't uh, 100% based in business and they weren't 100% based in personal life, but something in between. So you create that respect between each other and we still do the work needed to be done to accomplish the task. So I, I think that's kind of like the, the mojo of business that you gotta have like friends, but also business and you know, not too much of each. Well, I think that um, one of my mantras is that I'm only as great as the great people around me. And it Correct. sounds to me, Larissa, that you figured that out day one. Day one. I know that I knew that I couldn't do anything just by myself. <laughs> well, some people forget that, that, you know, you know your strength. So, you know, your company... Tell me a little bit about the role you play now. Well, at the company, uh, whenever it comes to 
logistics such as like hiring a model or their schedules or how things should be applied to a model, let's say, because models are gig workers, right? So um, the app had to be done in daily deals. That means that everything that is shown on the app on the date today is going to be available tomorrow uh, because models get hired faster. So anything that has to do with psychology or the way the model would interact with the technology and the community itself in the processing of the models, knowing like who is a professional model, what it means to have a modeling portfolio and a body of work that, you know, why you call yourself a model. I usually go through, through that, through that. So I'm, I'm in charge of that part. And then uh, Dan is on the technology part. He also created a thriller app and rap genius those are the two biggest apps that he worked with. So he was, he's heading, uh, spearheading our uh, tech department. And then Noah, of course, knowing the strategy and the business and, you know, the contractual work and the legal work. So I think that um, we're ready to ask you the big question. What secrets can you share with us so that other people to be as successful as you are today? I'd say be humble. And if you've been in a lot of business schools, take an acting class. So you know how it is to be with other talented people that do group hugs, express their emotion, their behavior, and it just makes you a human. And I think that makes a big difference. It's just being human. Well, that's a basic kind of thing that interestingly enough, sometimes people forget. And yeah. I think you know, that, uh, you know, I, and I, I have a sense that you work very hard. Would you say that's also one of your success secrets? It's true. I, right now I am working really hard. I uh, work for Neon Code full-time and because I want to have my pension, I also part-time bartend about two nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I take my time very seriously in New York and yes, I, I do work and that's that, that, you know, that's what makes it work. You got to be in the cabbage to know how to cook the cabbage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, with that note, I want to say thank you to Larissa Dracania, who is the founder and president of Neon Coat. And this is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Till next time, thank you. Bye. Bye.